0: Here we go.
1: Oof, Oscars could not get any hotter last night, my friend.
0: That was some fire. (laughs) I don't know if we should talk about
1: it. We don't talk about Bruno, right? We don't talk about Bruno.
0: We're going to talk about it, man. We got to talk about Bruno. (laughs) We got to talk about Bruno. But first,
1: should we talk about Bruno or should we talk about Bruno?
0: (laughs) Slap heard around the world.
1: Yeah, I guess that's the lead, obviously. Uh, So, yes, very interesting Oscar ceremony last night. A lot of interesting sort of breakthroughs in terms of diversity last night uh, from what I saw. uh, But in terms of diverse entertainment, uh, a certain comedian joke didn't quite land as he anticipated.
0: (laughs) Something landed.
1: It landed as a hook.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something landed. (laughs) Clap back.
1: So, yes, there was definitely a clap back. So obviously for those that may have not watched it or just catching up on social media or what have you. Uh, Last night during the presentation of, I believe, of a documentary short category.
0: No, Uh, we're going to talk about that. You know, I'm not I I hate, hate, hate that the documentary short, the animated short, you know, all these categories, eight categories in total hmm. uh, weren't allowed as part of the the broadcast. And they had some crap in its place.
1: You know, we'll talk about
0: that. Yes. In a little bit. Let's talk you about will. ourselves first and yes. our sponsors. Of course. Yeah. So this is the
1: Oscars recap special. I'm your co-host, JL Martinez, along with
0: Kevin Sharpley.
1: And we are sponsored by the Miami Media and Film Market. Cinevision. Kijik Multimedia.
0: And Gamma Gold. Oh, yeah. The Cole. Of which the Miami Media and Film Market is coming up.
1: That's right. We can drop the dates now officially July 21st to the 24th at the beautiful Biltmore Hotel. Once again, registrations are now open at miami miamimediafilmmarket.org.
0: Boom. Boom.
1: So speaking of dropping the boom and the hammer, let's just get into this crazy wild Oscars 2022 weekend. Uh, you know, a lot of folks were trying to figure out interesting ways. A lot of the talk, as you know, leading up to this was how can we make the Oscars more entertaining, more interesting to watch? <laughs> And there we have it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what Didn't could know, possibly happen to an MMFM, MMFM, MM... <laughs> <laughs> MMA? We should have had Joe Rogan
1: add more controversy. Have Joe Rogan calling in from the side. <laughs> <of that.
0: laughs> hey, man, I'm just going to say, you know, look, the viewership was up even above and beyond the slack. You know, the viewership was up.
1: Yeah, but I think folks were interested to see what the Oscars would look like in a sort of, I guess what we're calling now, kind of a post-COVID world where we're back to a full live event, uh, not as much of the social distancing going on, even though they had those little you know, uh, lounge chairs and tables at the front. I guess that was to help with some kind of social distancing, whereas everybody else was just kind of packed in the rafters.
0: Yeah. Um, but in general, I mean, I don't know if it was just... People trying to see what was going on, um, they modernized the Oscars, right? Uh, Will Packer and and um, his partner, yes, uh, there. But uh, on top of that, um, they okay. So they they were pushing to streamline the Oscars, which it wasn't really streamlined. It still was long as. That's what I'm saying. Everything.
1: It's never under three hours. I don't think it's ever, I think the the shortest it's ever been is like 307. And that's like, you know, blazing through the category. So even with, as you mentioned before, those eight categories that were sort of pre-recorded and edited into the live show, it still ran long. So, and yeah, and like you said, there were some other moments that were supposed to be entertaining, like, but was it as good as watching, you know, some of our special, uh, award nominees, not be able to get their award live. I don't, I don't know.
0: No, it wasn't, it wasn't worth it. And since we already are there, you know, those moments that to me replaced the time of those awards being live, which were, I don't know, this wonky best commercial film of 2022. That's not what it was called. It was called something else, you know, And best commercial film moment of 2022, or 2021. Right. I mean, come on, man. That
1: was Yeah, yeah. Nonsense.
0: And that took a lot of time. It did. So, they could have taken those out. They could have also, you know, maybe taken out a skit, or so. I thought some of them were really funny. But, uh, you know, it's a night to celebrate, and as a filmmaker, you know, and and yourself as a filmmaker, and a producer, and you know, all the things that we do. One of the ways to get recognition without, you know, having the big budgets of the big films that end up winning is the shorts category. Yeah. And so they cut those out. Yeah. I mean, they did have them, but they weren't live. Right. And then the other categories are, are, are as important. Hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. How do you cut set design uh, you know, the set yeah, design the, and the, costume the, design kind of go hand in hand.
1: I mean, editing, I mean,
0: how... editing, which is actually the second storyteller, you know. No, like, it's
1: an extraordinarily, as we know as filmmakers and producers, an extraordinarily challenging and difficult to master position of the film editor and so critical to the end result because you are essentially giving life to the baby in that dark room and for them to just kind of throw that off as you know folks don't want to see that i mean i don't know i think i just think that it uh it does take away of some of the cinematic luster i think the oscars were always been a celebration of cinema and not only the artists but the craftspeople and the technicians and everyone Those thousands of people you see in some of these huge movie credits that come together to make a film happen and work and make the magic real that that has to at least once a year shine a light on them. If the Oscars don't do it, then who the hell is going to do it? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to kind of take it back to the beginning. You know, the way they entered with the Oscars. I'm just going to say definitely the Oscars needed to be modernized. And I, I don't think just the telecast itself. This is the day and age of experiential content. Sure. So that experiential content needed to happen across multiple platforms, right. You know, multiple uh, intersection points as a build up to the Oscars across multiple platforms. Not that they didn't do it; they kind of did it, right? That then, but uh, but that built the whole story and the narrative of what the new Oscars was to be, right? And I feel that. Will Packer and uh, Shayla Cohen. Right. I think they did a good job in conceptualizing right. what a new vision of the Oscars is to be. But <laughs> they went, they took a hard turn. You know, they didn't they didn't ease into it. They just <laughs> I don't know. I think they, that turn was just too hard. And yeah. that turn was towards, as a lot of people are saying, more MTV music awards than what the Oscars, which is the pillar. You know, it's the benchmark. Right. Um, you know what it needs to be, which is the pillar and the benchmark. So, you know, I'll talk about specific points as we move through uh, this Oscars conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. I don't know. Tell me your thoughts.
1: I mean. Yeah, look, obviously, uh, they felt like they needed to shake things up a bit. The ratings had been piss poor the last few years. Obviously, not totally the Academy's fault. We all know we went through a bad pandemic. Theatrical exhibition was pretty much decimated the last two years, slowly making a comeback. So you understand why there was so much pressure to do something different to get folks to want to watch the Oscars and eventually, hopefully, go back to the movies. The whole idea that, you know, one washes the other, right? But I think that, yeah, they, they went a little too far in certain directions to try to pop culturalize the Oscars and to the detriment of especially those eight categories, which uh, I'm still not happy about. Like you said, replacing it with these kind of some of these fluff montages that, you know, what's another montage at the Oscars? There's hundreds of them, you know, even the uh, the ones that were a little better. You know, they showed The Godfather, the 50th anniversary, that a little tribute to that. They had a little tribute to, uh, what you to call it, to the 60th anniversary of James Bond, and so that was that was an interesting moment as well. I thought they didn't show enough Pierce Brosnan, one of my favorite Bonds, but hey, <laughs> that's just me. Uh, lot a lot of Daniel Craig, tons of Daniel Craig, but but he had on.
0: the most movies. So what are you gonna do? The
1: most, cl- but the most cla You gotta admit, the most classic when you think of Bond, it's gotta be Pierce, man. Really? I mean, I think so. Oh, look, Not obviously, Sean? that or Sean. Yeah, but Sean was the original, right? That's like yeah. the original Coke. But if you're going to have a Coke, too, I definitely think that the one that has come closest in my mind to what I always envisioned uh, Bond to be like and look like and act like was Pierce Brosnan. But that's oh, just. Oh, wow. Well, okay. you know, everybody has their favorite Bond.
0: Nice yeah. 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 So, um, you know, I just want to give a soup to nuts play by play. DJ Khaled, I mean, that was, <laughs> it was unusual. I mean, I don't care. That's our 305 right there. Another so. one. <laughs> yeah, but that was a little bit, Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to,
1: <laughs> that was a little bit weird. Look, um, the interruptions would become a theme of the night, right? <laughs> I mean, we're just gonna
0: what was that an interruption that was planned that that, that right it was planned.
1: a planned interruption which yeah. kind
0: of makes you wonder right yeah people are still wondering if people are yeah. still
1: wondering if there were two intentional interruptions
0: we'll hear we'll hear more over the next weeks. <laughs> we keep <days>.
1: teasing it <laughs> but,
0: yeah,
1: yeah yeah. uh yeah so look it's a live televised event you want to have sort of unscripted moments that add to the luster, you know, prior to this Oscar is probably, as we know, all know the most controversial moment uh, other than the streaker, there's been a few controversial moments, but obviously when moonlight had the surprise win after the, you know, envelope gate (laughs) in 2017 was probably one of the most controversial and unscripted moments of that year uh, of any year of the Oscars and so this year I think they were looking for a little bit of that magic and they figured
0: right. we had yeah.
1: more, you know, three hosts, all this kind of transition. <laughs> That's what
0: I said. Yeah. They, they took it's a like, hard turn. The hard turn. turn is a little bit too hard.
1: I'm not a fan of the three hosts to be honest. I think you let one host shine or maximum two, mm-hmm. but three is like, I felt like neither of them really, none of the three and they're all obviously talented had, felt comfortable enough in their skin and really were able to get into a rhythm.
0: Yeah. And, and create a signature. Correct. When, when you walk away from it, it doesn't feel like that particular Oscars had a signature feel to it. And right. typically the host of the Oscars well, always, with the exception of the one that didn't have any hosts, right. you know, has had a signature feel, even when, even when it was uh James Franco and, and, uh,
1: uh Anne Hathaway. Right.
0: And, and yeah. It was, it, yeah, yeah that even that had a signature although the signature of that one was just was vacant the, you know it, like they, yeah no chemistry
1: got, that was the takeaway for the-
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it it had a, a feel and this one eh, it was just too too much going on with the i think holes. it
1: was yeah you're right it, it just it felt like if the oscars were a youtube event where there's these all these little yes. clips it's like your kids going through youtube kids and just streaming all these different videos that somehow kind of are supposed to plug together as opposed to one overarching cohesive event. it just felt like i don't know a little a little, little hodgepodge so to speak
0: a little hodgepodge yeah and you know i don't i don't blame will packer
1: they but he did, you know, yeah he did the best he could obviously considering and, and, the circumstances
0: Well, yeah, Will Packer and Shayla Cohen, I don't blame them. You know, they are just trying things. And so ultimately you don't know what's going to work. And especially in this environment, this is, you know, I want to say that the decline in viewership is not solely because of the Oscars itself and the content of the Oscars itself. I mean, this decline in viewership is, hands down happening across the board, not just in the film industry, you could say television, you could say, uh, um, of course, because of streaming, the record industry was saved, the music industry, but, you know, hands down, this viewership issue really has as much to do with eyeballs and eyeballs just having so many different er ways ways to go areas to go
1: yeah there's a lot of content a lot of platforms a lot of choices that we didn't have before you know when you had much fewer channels and the Oscars probably at their height in the 90s watched by almost 50 million people worldwide uh, only bested by the Super Bowl really which was 100 million people more or less uh, but those numbers have steadily declined since the late '90s.
0: Yeah, and you know, of course, the Super Bowl; those numbers are going to start. They'll start to decline, you know, by and by. But right. when it's live sports, people want to see one. that live in the moment. Yes, in the moment. So, yes,
1: I should mention a little sad that we uh got knocked out of the tourney. Our canes made it to the <laughs> elite eight, and that yeah. also happens. On Oscar Sunday, we'd be remiss not to mention that. Congratulate the Canes for their first ever Elite Eight appearance in men's basketball.
0: There you go. You got to take the good with the good.
1: Yep. Shout out to the U. Yeah. So anyway, back to the Oscars. So-
0: that, well, I, I didn't start correctly because I went straight to DJ Khaled. Right. And it really started with Beyonce.
1: Right. With the remote performance.
0: The remote performance. That was very MTV-ish.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's that whole sort of Oscars trying to be more a little pop culture y uh, and appear more youthful, perhaps. Yeah.
0: So, when, yeah, but when you put all three of these things together, so maybe you could have done one of them, hmm. but that coming in with Beyonce, and then you had Venus and Serena Williams right. opening it. Before, right. the host. So Before the hosts, <laughs> so like a, weird. a warming act right. for the hosts, and then you had right. the host, and then you had three hosts. I mean, man, that's a already that soup is that has a lot of flavors in that soup already. Yes. And then you yeah, add all these other heavy, flavors. Heavy. I don't know, there, there may have just been too many flavors in that soup
1: yeah you're right they did go with that sort of cold open and the music and like you said then uh eventually transitioning to the three oscar hosts uh the trio there that came up and did their shtick um you know florida was in the limelight
0: uh <laughs> these, always again yeah know, we limelight. had dj Khaled. Yeah, dj Khaled. bookend <laughs> bookend uh, the law
1: with the ladies you know talking about the uh the law here in florida whatever um but gay,
0: gay 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 yeah
1: they they went they went they went all in on that uh <laughs> but let's see <laughs> let's see it's it's an interesting thing but um you know it's like and i guess that goes to why some folks may or may not want to tune into the osters is you know that it does feel very political now and
0: it's always I, been political
1: though kind of but i feel like before, the main goal was entertainment, and if some politics kind of seeped into the Oscars, whether it was intentionally or unintentionally, that you just kind of went with it. But it, I, didn't, I feel like now it's almost pre-planned that they have to be political in a certain way. Uh, It's not like these, again, unscripted, candid moments where an actor goes up and decides to say something about a particular cause or issue, which, you know, you you can't really predict the speeches, right? I don't think the Oscars asked for a pre-written speech. So those were the moments where you saw, okay, this could get political because we know this actor, whether it's Sean Penn or whomever, have certain thoughts about things and they're going to say something. Uh, Jessica Chastain also made reference to some of that, I believe, when she won. But that's okay. But I just feel like when it's put into the planning and into the actual entertainment part of the show, which is the more scripted part of the show. It just feels, I feel like you could lose a good swath of the country that could be fans, whether or not they agree. Oh,
0: right. Yeah. When I said political, the actors are always going to come up and make a speech that has some politics in it. But you're saying when it's baked in, when it's baked in that one part was baked in, but you don't, I mean, we don't know. You know, I don't know if if, because there's the three of them, the three hosts, maybe they went off script. I I don't I don't know.
1: Maybe. No, I I think usually those opening monologues are pretty well planned out. Like, yeah, and that's funny
0: because deadline. What they relayed is that it felt like it was unrehearsed and it was all improvisational. So I don't know, you know, but I, I did think that they were funny and I think that there were a lot of lines that. That hit a lot of jokes that hit. Yeah. So, they had
1: some entertaining moments. They had some light moments, you know, obviously Amy Schumer dressing up as Spider-Man. That was kind of funny. Um,
0: yeah, but, uh, even in the opening monologue, I mean, when, <laughs> you know, Amy Schumer was like they hired the hired th- the three of us because we're cheaper than hiring one man, one man. That, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that was, that yeah, was
1: great. You're still cheaper than one man. Yes. You know, yes, obviously. So, um, Again, obviously, there's a bit of a political bent to that, too, in terms of its sort of representation movement in Hollywood and all that stuff, uh, which is interesting. But it was funny. It was, I thought that that was a way to do it without feeling like you're browbeating. And it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah.
0: And then the Leonardo DiCaprio joke, <laughs> I was on the floor <laughs> <Leo>. <laughs> like he's doing all this work for climate change. So he can leave a cleaner world for his girlfriends. For
1: his, yes. <laughs> oh, he likes him young. Oh
0: man, good old Leo. Forty-five like. and you're done in yep. Leo's
1: world. Well, uh, there you go. That's that's why he's Leo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the addition of D Nice. You know, having a DJ there that makes it a little bit more modern.
1: Yeah, the DJ, but. Did you like the fact that he was up in the rafters? No, they're like
0: in, like, it no. looked
1: like a scene out of The Muppets, right? When they cut to, <laughs> the two old
0: guys. Yeah, but maybe they did <laughs> that as cheeky. I don't know. <laughs> it yeah.
1: just, I felt like he was like in solitary, like in punishment or like in timeout. <laughs> Put the DJ in timeout all the way upstairs,
0: like by himself yeah because yeah, remember yeah. When, when they had the
1: orchestra the orchestra was like right in the pit right In front They're of the always stage. in the pit yeah. yeah so why couldn't you put the dj in the pit or make the pit bigger i don't know
0: yeah or at least put them like you know kind of to the side of the stage yeah but like day. it's like hey, DJ! Why, DJ! <laughs> <laughs> can you hear us no! <laughs> uh, yeah that was kind of
1: funny yeah visually it was a little uh, weird to see him up there but it was a cool idea you know, I yeah, think they, done cool the, they, they did the DJ last year, right? Wasn't Questlove the DJ last year? I Not think so. Right. Oh, yeah, they that's had...
0: right. But the, but the thing is, last year there was no hosts. Mm-hmm. So it's, it wasn't. Love was thing. almost
1: like okay. the
0: host. Yeah, kind of. Right. I mean, I was going to get to this, but we had hit this area. But Questlove, you know, big, big shout out to him. I mean, I loved, loved, loved Summer Soul. So big shout out to him and that win. Yeah, it was a little course. bit over. Overshad- it was a little. It's a little bit overshadowed, unfortunately. Yes.
1: Yeah, it was. But, that moment was a bit. Uh, hey, what are you going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, so I got to give it up to him. But I just want to talk about the totality of the awards. I mean, Dune really cleaned up six awards.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dune, you know, visually probably the most stunning film, most visually interesting movie of last yeah. year. Although I did like the, the, the Janus's cinematography in West Side Story, I thought he made that era pop in an interesting yeah. way. But definitely, Dune, just overall, cinematically, was just, uh, you know, most people would agree, visually speaking, just a masterpiece.
0: Yeah, but West Side Story got a nod, though.
1: It did, it got the uh, best supporting
0: actress, best supporting actress, and she deserved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a
1: uh, He's Ariana DeBose De DeBose she is the boss she's the boss so yeah she um yeah she she opened it up right at the beginning for the Latino community there and uh you know had a very heartfelt speech and you know got to you know give a nod to the maestro Spielberg in the audience I loved
0: his version of West Side Story and I and I went in maybe not thinking I was gonna like it really I mean, before I saw it, but once, you know, especially with Spielberg, you know, you see the first frame, you already kind of know. And I agree with you with the cinematography. I mean, sometimes, you know, that cinematography is just everything. It's spot on for for the project. It didn't, you know, serve as a secondary element or support supporting element. It was a star in and of itself. Oh, yeah. So, yeah,
1: very visually interesting the whole film. And, uh, you know, I I thought some of the accents were a little bit over the top, but I know they were trying to do that kind of (laughs) throwback to the, but every time I hear the Jews and G, I'm like, oh. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, but she certainly deserved that Oscar. She, I mean, that was a tour de force performance in that particular movie.
1: Anita, the second Anita to win the Oscar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Big shout out to her. Uh, Coda.
1: Yes. Yes. That was, that was an interesting uh, win right there. You know, I think that surprised some folks. I don't think anyone really thought it was going to win best picture, but
0: uh, maybe not best picture, but a lot of people thought that it was going to win awards because, you know, it, it won at the BAFTAs. Right. It won. And, you know, the precursor used to be the Golden Globes. So we're looking at other areas. We don't talk you know. about the Globes. <laughs> we don't talk about Globes. No, no. Um, And then it won at the SAG Awards. You know, so it won at a lot of the yeah. award shows. I wasn't sure if it was going to win Best Picture, but yeah. I can tell you what. When my wife finished that movie, she was so dehydrated I had to give her an IV.
1: Oh, <laughs> A lot of tears.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Just when you thought that the waterworks were going to stop. Here they go again. Right. Like four different inflection points. Yeah, that that, that movie was a a tearjerker, but then at the end, you know, it brings you right back up. So they they really did a job on that. And one thing in all the speeches that they mentioned is how much Apple Plus Allowed them to have artistic freedom. Right. So that says a lot. Super important. Yeah. Yeah. They,
1: uh, similar, you know, Netflix is also kind of known for giving their creators some freedom uh, artistically. Apple TV Plus, I think, trusting their creators, because obviously they're a tech company. Uh, so I think really putting these stories in the hands of the creators and just trusting their vision. Uh, I think it is definitely a wise way to go for these streamers to continue to have these sort of breakthrough critical hits as well.
0: Yeah. And so um, Coda won for best writing and right. best actor, uh, right? Best actor. And that was, I mean, a first, obviously. First, yeah. Mar- I mean, Marley
1: Matlin was the first, right? Um, Be- best
0: actor, actor. Right. Marley Matlin but was the first. Was, uh, yeah, best first actress.
1: best actress. So now you had the counterpart. Uh, Marley Matlin was also in the film. So it was kind of cool, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. And then his speech, you know, when he talked about how he was supported by a lot of the deaf theater groups, I mean, right you know, yeah, community theater. Yeah. I mean, interesting. you know, that's not the right choice of words, but
1: Pardon um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the pun, Kevin.
0: Oh uh, yeah, pardon that pun. But it did. And so you know, hopefully this is opening the doors. When you talk about diversity, people often, you know, think just more about color. But opens right. the door for diversity overall. Sure. So, you know, yeah. I'd love to see more of that. And yeah. yeah, you can kind of feel a little bit of it. Um, I can't remember the actress's name. I love her from uh, Eternals. And she was also in um, The Walking Dead. Right. But uh, look, if you can put it down, you can put it down and you deserve that opportunity to put it down right in whatever format or whatever type of project. And so I look forward to seeing everyone that was in that movie, you know, move even further in their careers and, and, and continue to move up. Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was, that was a good moment for, especially for that community and showing how, you know, talent is talent, you know, and regardless of where it comes from or what the, the hindrance could be when you're destined to do something, you find a way. And uh, this film definitely did that.
0: Yeah. And so the other film, The Power of the Dog, mm. which is one of my favorites.
1: Another female director added to the Oscar ranks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, did I love that movie?
1: Yep.
0: Well-deserved.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch didn't win for best actor. I thought that he was definitely at the top of list, top right. of the list for winning that. Hmm. But um, I mean, what can you say? You win best director. That's saying a lot,
1: right? Yeah, trusting that sort of vision. You know, it's funny. Uh, Sam Elliott had some interesting comments about the movie, which we won't go into. But uh...
0: did we? Did <laughs> we talk about that though? Didn't we did. We?
1: we talked about that one week maybe. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see how the Academy responded and said, "Look." And, and it's true like who's to say a Western has to be shot in the West because traditionally they were shot all over the world you know Spain yeah. Italy that's why they call them spaghetti westerns so the fact that this was shot what in Australia or New Zealand um, I don't think precludes it from being a Western uh, in the sense of the word but no I guess that's yeah. the look
0: and feel come on man how much look- business did we lose here in South Florida in Florida right you know like has to just look like the old everywhere
1: right yeah especially now with all the new technology you can literally put take the sand anywhere you want (laughs) yes or or in this case yeah the uh the saloon so but yeah good for jane campion good for that film uh getting some recognition as a netflix product so you know netflix still creating some oscar buzz yeah they they
0: still haven't snagged that best picture though
1: yeah, yeah, I think they had a lot of hopes for the Irishman, but uh, eh, for some still, reason, it's they still
0: a, haven't won the best picture.
1: They haven't done it We've yet. Thrown a lot
0: of a lot of not yet, but they've thrown a lot of money at it.
1: Right. Well, Netflix, if you're listening, we we're producers. We have some ideas. We have some scripts. Yeah, we, have, we got some IP. Maybe we'll yeah. get you back in the race.
0: There you there. go. <laughs> so there is one film that I have not seen and I'm excited to see that it won best foreign picture and it won another award.
1: The uh, Japanese film?
0: drive my car.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen it either.
0: A lot of nominations. I think (laughs) it had five nominations. Uh,
1: Did win the, I guess, what are they calling it now? Not best foreign picture, best international. Is that what it's called now?
0: That's what it's called.
1: International picture. So very, very interesting what's going on there, which again, begs the question, what is an international picture? For example, Power of the Dog was shot outside of the US. So is that an international picture?
0: (laughs) I think that the you know it's more. A lot of gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more of the language. So perhaps that's yeah, a good language culture. Language. Yeah, you
1: got you kind of got them. Um, the storyline is more American versus international. I can I can buy that. I'll buy it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing, and this is kind of like an overall, um, I don't want to say critique of the Oscars. Uh, But do you think that they're going to continue with these two producers?
1: I don't know what the uh, contractual obligations are, if it was just a one-off deal or if, you know, they even want to, I mean, after everything that happened, because, you know, like I said, they did a great job. I think they, they did try a little bit too much. And, but I also think that, you know, with all the controversy leading up to the Oscars between the eight categories that weren't going to be televised and, you know, it seems like it was ABC that was forcing the issue and saying, you know, we need to streamline this event as well. And these producers are kind of stuck in the middle between, you know, catering to the Hollywood community versus ABC, the network that's actually airing it. And. Oh, is
0: that what happened?
1: Yeah. I think it was ABC, the network that was like, you guys got to get rid of those categories because it's just eating up too much time.
0: Uh... Um,
1: Which again, proved the point. It was still long. So
0: what did they (laughs) save ultimately? And so.
1: Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be up to them if, uh, I think overall they did a great job. I think that if they were invited back, would they do it? I don't know.
0: I hmm.
1: guess we'd have to ask them. <laughs> Bill Packer, if you're listening, you have <laughs> you on screen in Miami <laughs> to get your take.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, is he from Florida? From Florida. I know he, he, he he's based up out of in, Georgia, though. in right? Atlanta yeah, in Georgia. Based- yeah. Yeah. I think, I, but I think he is from Florida. We're gonna look this up and we'll have it ready for you guys. Next well, he's also part many. of the
1: uh, American Black Film Festival, right? He's one of the head organizers of that. I want to say. No,
0: no, but he he has been a big part of it over the years.
1: Right? Yeah, he's he's yeah. I know he had some involvement with that.
0: Yeah, that's Jeff Friday.
1: All right, you're talking about. You're right. Jeff Friday is the the organizer, but Bill Packer had some involvement. I
0: remember. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been I, I've, I've I was working with them for a while. Right? The ABFFF, ABFFFFF, ABFFF. 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 Ab- <laughs> <laughs> i do think it was a good night for diversity though so i'm happy to see that and it didn't feel like it was pandering so
1: yeah yeah i mean yeah i could some moments felt a little pandery to me but overall no I think what, they, I, what
0: i mean is categories so in oh, categorically one, speaking yeah ecco. that i mean that's hands down you know definitely one of the the best animated films of last year it's one of my daughter's favorite and she's only 2. One right. of her favorite films. Yeah. Um so yeah, again Summer of Soul and I saw a lot of documentaries last year, but I felt Summer of Soul it deserved it. Yeah. Uh man, Denzel and Macbeth. Have you seen Macbeth?
1: I've not seen it. Oh. You think you should have won?
0: Um That was a tough cat. I mean, I think all the categories were tough. And yeah. and and I think a big reason why is, you know, a lot of the content people were just after the shutdown, you know, they were ready to come back hard yeah. Yeah. and they came back hard with incredible films. And so every category I feel was stacked. You know, it, yeah. yeah. Every category was tough. Yeah. So, but I just yeah. wanted to give a shout out to Denzel because his performance in Macbeth, I mean, that has to be one of the best performances of, of his career. Hmm. So
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's probably a, a question of that type of material, like you know, do Shakespeare-based movies do well? Obviously, Shakespeare and Love did well, but and then also the idea that obviously Yeah, but Macbeth
0: like, was more of a uh a, a, you know a hardline interpretation than Shakespeare and right. Love. Although Shakespeare and Love, you know, a lot of people still complain about uh, you know, did it deserve right. all the Oscars that right. it won? Right. So.
1: Well, that was during the heyday of the Weinstein, which is uh, another whole thing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that get,
0: that's right. Get
1: into later that the whole, a whole
0: nother kind of influence
1: marketing, you know, just using the Oscars as an industry to 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 promote and, and literally spin Oscars gold into being and, and financially making it successful. So obviously those guys figured out a way to master that at sort of, again, the, the height of Oscar craze in the 90s. And yeah. it's a different world now. There are other, I think, mini studios that are trying to get to that level. But again, now A24, A24, Ron, our friends at Ron was
0: pretty pretty well represented. They had five
1: noms, I think, this year. I think they were expecting a little more from House of Gucci, which they didn't get a whole lot of love there except for one hair and makeup category, I think. And, uh, Cyrano, yeah, but- they got the nod for Cyrano, but look, they, and licorice pizza, I think had the three nominations. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so overall, that's a great, great studio doing some really spectacular work, not just this year, but over the last 10 years that they've been, you know, putting some of these interesting movies together for sure.
0: Yeah. I liked house of Gucci, man.
1: Gotta love the Italians.
0: Like- Did you see it? <laughs>
1: Again, it's yes, it just it kind of goes to the back to the accents. Like I'm a, Okay, no, the
0: accents, that's right. Okay. Just like what's that right.
1: story I was like, eh, like Yeah, got to like yeah, anyway. Um No,
0: but the thing is, I mean, I liked it cuz it was cheeky. The accents were a little bit Yeah, wet. it was
1: supposed to be kind of playful and light at moments. It wasn't supposed to be like this deep dark biopic, right? And so they had fun with it. Ridley Scott had fun with it. And uh a lot that's of people said
0: Jared Leto was over the top, super over the top. I mean, I yeah, but I liked it. All right. It is <laughs> funny. It mm. is funny, man. And 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 you know, I'm, if I if I just look at it on a performance by performance basis, right? Sans the wonky accents, right? Um, because you know, I lived in Italy and right. um you know Italy very well.
1: I do. My Amore is Italian. From yeah. My amore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so we know the accents were a little bit wonky. Yeah. But, um, you know, I did like Lady Gaga's performance and Adam Driver's performance. So strong suits of that movie. Yeah. And, you know, it was maybe 30 minutes too long. 20 right. or 30 minutes too long. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it was a fun movie. Uh, was it ready for Oscar primetime? time? Hmm. I'm not so sure.
1: No.
0: But uh I think that Brian Brian is having a lot of fun putting out yeah. some interesting product in the marketplace yeah and diverse
1: obviously look they had a great run with joker uh you know they also (laughs) were a part of the big ghostbusters reboot which did very well yeah right so you know more poppy stuff but you know also more serious fair judas and the black messiah so many interesting movies that they've been a part of uh throughout the last decade or so so plus i love what they're doing man yeah euphoria i know that they're involved with that as well yeah a lot of cool stuff
0: yeah yeah and uh We had uh, Brenda Gilbert at uh, the last MMFM.
1: Shout out to Brenda Gilbert. She did a a great conversation at the last streamed MMFM, our virtual component. And hopefully she'll be back, hopefully, for the live MMFM in July.
0: So Yeah. So we'll kind of end it with that.
1: Wait, we can't end it. We never talked about Bruno. (laughs) Do you realize we didn't talk about Bruno?
0: Uh, Oh, speaking of, I did want to talk about Bruno. John, John Leguizamo's opener. Man, that guy is such a talent.
1: He's fun, yes. And I, I got to meet him working on critical thinking down here, and he's oh, a great guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was consulting, and you know, they shot a lot of stuff at Hialeah Park and Hialeah Studios.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's and right. So,
1: uh, yeah, I, I got to spend a couple of days with him at Hialeah, and he's he's just a funny, cool, interesting, quirky guy. And uh, and yeah, always you know very much strongly pushing for more Latino representation, mm-hmm. not just in his own work, but really just kind of fighting for the community in general. So. And uh and yeah, just a fun, cool guy to hang out with.
0: Yeah, and again, <laughs> you know, I mean, that is something when you're opening your monologue. Your well, it wasn't a monologue, but he's just giving an award was as good as the show itself. Yes,
1: absolutely. I I love the song. Maybe he love- need,
0: maybe he needs to be the host. You know, next a year
1: idea. That's a great idea. I think if you get Leguizamo to do it. Yeah,
0: he'd make a great Oscar host.
1: John, if you're listening, I know we have to interview you on Screen Heat as well, but I think we have, might have a, a gig for you. We think make that recommendation. Oscar host. That's a great idea.
0: I yeah, think man.
1: A, yeah, man, why not? Why not? I like it. I like the play. I like the play, Kevin. <laughs> so, all right. So what are we going to do? We're going to have to just touch on the last issue, which we didn't touch on it too much but the big moment of the night which again we started to talk about
0: that's right the slap the slap heard around the world
1: yes we teased it enough so again i was telling the listeners before for those of you that don't know the few of you (laughs) what happened uh during a looks like a uh presentation monologue comedy routine chris rock was invited on stage talk a little shit with the audience and uh, he, okay, he was kind of playfully joking with another sort of uh, A-list couple in the audience, which was uh, Penelope Cruz and, and her husband before transitioning to Jada Pinkett Smith. And Will Smith made a joke about her hair or lack thereof and alluded to her being a star in G.I. Jane 2. Granted, she was wearing green. But, uh, and like I said, this is going to be one of those moments that are going to be dissected, I think for weeks, if not months, you know, should he have told the joke? Should he not? Should Will Smith have reacted the way he did? Should he not? Uh, speaking of my amor and my beautiful wife, Sylvia, she pointed out that she thought she felt to her, Will Smith's reaction was more based off the wife's initial reaction. And then him getting super upset that she was upset and then going after Chris, as opposed to him just naturally. Cause there is that moment where he kind of chuckles, like you mentioned, he might have just been trying to blow it off like this. Haha, oh, yeah, fucking get over it. Get on to the next joke. She kind of looked very visibly upset um, out of the corner of his eye. And then that may have triggered the ultimate response, which was him literally jumping on stage. And as Chris Rock put it, slapped the shit at him. <laughs> <laughs> I just got slapped the shit up by Will Smith.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't see exactly because it was a cutaway to Chris Rock. So we saw Jada's reaction, and then it cut to Chris right. Rock. And next thing we know, Will Smith right. is up there. Yeah. But I mean, I do think that potentially that could have been what happened, which is we saw that Will laughed it off. It cut to Chris Rock. It cut to J- Jada. She was upset. You know, that cut back good. to Chris Rock. Maybe Will Smith looked at his wife being pissed off. Right. And he just got filled with rage. Yeah, I know I think, you know yeah. if, if my wife was pissed off, I mean, I would not do that, right? <laughs> yeah. But
1: and if you, you know, do, you better be a damn A lister not, you're getting shit yeah, sweaty.
0: yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's
1: a, it. You're gonna spend a night in the county,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so he was he was so full of rage that right. he went straight up Elizabethan on him, straight up, <laughs> nice. just, yeah, Elizabethan and 70s pimp.
1: You Together. almost wanted to see him like pull a white glove off. Yeah, that's what I said. Exactly. Right. Great,
0: Elizabeth. How dare you, sir? <laughs> he cocked back. It was not. It was not. Right. Uh, um. It was a loaded slap. It wasn't just right. a. Uh, it was a pimp slap. Was, yeah, and the way he kind of
1: walked it off and he just had that kind of
0: yeah, he swaggered, bad yeah, boy kind of.
1: thug. Like, you almost wanted to yeah. hear the theme music playing in the background as he's walking yeah, back. Yeah, to see yeah. What you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, like, so watching like it. just literally jumped out of nowhere and been like, what you gonna do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I kind of expected that at first, you know. I was like, right. oh, man, you know, they, they sure did play that pretty well until... You know, Chris Rock was like, "I just got slapped by," right. and then you know, I had—I don't know if it was just me, but I had a little bit of a interference. Mm. You know, yeah, I, I thought maybe it was a time delay, or they tried to—it's too late because the slap already happened. Maybe, yeah. What are you? How are you going to cover
1: that up? I think, look, it's a live event again. You kind of have to go with it. Obviously. I'm sure everyone was in kind of shock just trying to catch up with the moment as it happened. And then, you know, obviously he goes back to the seat, but then he starts to like verbally accost Chris rock. Yeah. Right. You know, so he keeps kind of going after him. Yeah. Um. And, and, and then that's when I think you see that pause from Chris. He's like, Whoa, this shit's real.
0: Like, <laughs> this is. yeah. I mean, I can't believe that he recovered and mm. uh, actually he, he didn't fall. He, I mean, that was hard, you know, and he, he didn't fall, and no. then he, you know, continued on with it. Got a, uh, got a
1: tough jaw, that Chris Rock. <laughs> Skinny dude, but.
0: everything. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Because was uh, a pretty big dude. I mean, he's not a, yeah, a lot yeah. of lightweight. <laughs> no, no, and he played Ali. So he played Ali, magic. so
1: yeah, he's, you know, he works out, you know, and so, and I think he put on a couple pounds too during the pandemic, so
0: yeah, yeah, there was some. Yeah. Uh, a lot behind that.
1: Yeah, there was, there was some butter on that bread.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, then the aftermath and the, when I say the aftermath, not just now, but right. right after. I mean, maybe I don't know. You know, what do you do? Do you tell Will Smith? Hey, you got to go. Uh, oh, right. I mean,
1: the Academy, apparently they considered it. Considered removing they considered they considered it.
0: Yeah, they considered the it. And then they right. felt that you, they knew that he won that category. So, I'm sure,
1: well, but then again, we thought that Chadwick Boseman had won last year. And look what happened there. That's true. So I, but you someone know, I
0: knew that he won that category. Yeah, so
1: I think they, they thought that the odds were so much stacked in Will's favor that the, the thought of him not winning was minuscule. And so I think they tried to, you know, and it seemed like sort of the great men of the black Hollywood kind of all circled around right and there was like this little mini meeting between like i know that uh, at one point p diddy got involved diddy, denzel, denzel got involved obviously tyler perry got involved and i think cooler heads tried to prevail almost immediately afterwards and i think it was uh what he mentioned in his speech was what uh denzel told him which is you know sometimes it's in your highest moment that the devil tries to get you
0: yeah
1: uh and he mentioned that i think in his uh, uh in his speech his
0: oscar speech
1: so I think that he definitely saw that there was something not right about Will's reaction and that he probably took it a bit too far and that, you know, he's like, you know, just be careful because you are you are who you are. You can't not be who you are. And so I think there's a whole another level of responsibility when you are such a global icon. That's looked up to by millions of young people, especially around the world <clears throat> that, you know, those those are moments to kind of brush off. And maybe in a private moment later on the after party, maybe there you slap the shit out of Chris. Who the hell knows? I'm not espousing yeah. violence, but, you know, maybe there was there would have been another venue later on to have a discussion about what
0: happened. Maybe not slap him literally.
1: Right. Maybe there would have been a verbal tongue lashing.
0: Let's put yeah. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, But but where does it go from here? I mean, we're seeing all of the blowback to this point. So it looks like, you know, there may be some censoring from the Oscars. There's been talk of fines. I don't know how they can levy a fine against them. Um, Right. What I'm seeing, because I immediately went to socials, you know, I had to go and see on Black Twitter what was going on. Right. And, and, and 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 you know one of the first things that popped up was the Japanese uh, uh, simulcast, which was without the
1: censor, right? The
0: censor and right. Wow, did he go to town? Yeah, like, yeah.
1: The Australian one too. I think they were able to capture it. Yeah, on keep, audio. Keep
0: my wife's name out of your fucking mouth is all uh, right what Will Smith said. He was he was heated, as they say. Yeah, and so you know they did let him go up and get that Oscar. His speech. Was you know it it, it had many different layers of emotion in that speech.
1: It was very meta. You like to speak about the metaverse, but it was like, is this the speech about me winning, or is this the speech about what just happened? And I'm coming to terms with it. Live for the family.
0: Was it for Jada? Was it for his family? Was it for the Williams family? Was it for the production and all the people involved? I mean, he threw everything in there. I was, I felt. Horn so many ways. Right. It was, uh, yeah.
1: Obviously, look, that that speech took a hard left because of what had just happened a few minutes yeah. before. And so I don't think that's what Will had envisioned. He was no, do.
0: <laughs> you
1: know, that night when he won finally. You know, how many times he'd been nominated? Two, three times?
0: I know he I mean, been nominated for Ali. Ali, for sure. The Pursuit and of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. That's another one. Yeah. So and
1: three. Maybe, yeah. This was his third nomination, first win. So I think he was finally about to have his moment, so to speak, uh, just like Leo with all his nominations and finally got one, uh, you know. And so I think that he felt like everything just kind of crashing down on him and almost a surreal moment where you're finally holding that thing that you wanted for so long. And now you're having to explain yourself and apologize for, you know, what (laughs) just happened that had nothing to do with your film or your award or anything else other than you happen to be the celebrity couple that got picked on in the front row by Chris Rock. Um,
0: Yeah, and it railroaded his moment. It railroaded Questlove. Railroaded their moment. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely Chris Rock got railroaded.
1: Sure. I mean, how does his career... Where, where is his career going to recover? I mean, obviously he's a comedian. He's got, I think he's got a whole hour special.
0: <laughs> <just> <laughs> on what that, happened in slap, those fifteen minutes? Special that
1: yeah. big, you know, call it the slap tambourine part two, whatever the hell it's going to be. But I'm sure that you know, knowing how Chris Rock's mind works, that if that's not a bit, <laughs> you know, in a year from yeah. now, or six it, months yeah. from now, um, but yeah, look, his career may suffer. I know a lot of folks were saying, as you mentioned, that it was an off. Color joke because of the fact that her hair cutting was due to a sickness, not a, a, stylistic choice. Right. And so I think he's getting a lot of slack for that. He might've gotten that slack anyway, had Will not responded. I think yeah. some folks on Twitter may have been like, Hey, that was a low blow, you know, and just a bunch of memes of Jada's like rolling her eyes, but that would have been it. But now it's taken this to a whole nother level and we'll see PR wise. Obviously, I have to imagine both Chris and Will have amazing publicists that are doing a shit ton of, you know, damage control right now on both sides. Yeah, but
0: you know what? I think that uh, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are doubling down. Yeah, because I didn't know this for sure. If this was done purposeful, purposefully, purposefully, but on their TikTok. They have an image that looked like it was before the Oscars, where it was the two of them. And, you know, one of those, you know, those new the new camera, uh, you know, it takes a bunch of angles all at the same time and kind of puts them all together. Yeah. And the caption was. We came to the Oscars, you know, dressed to the nines or something like that, and we chose chaos.
1: Oh, yeah. That's that was his Instagram post, right?
0: And then it appeared on Instagram.
1: And so it my was question, on
0: TikTok first.
1: Right. So and then and it appeared was on Was this posted before the incident or after? Before, right? It,
0: it was no on Instagram. I believe on Instagram it was posted after. But even if it was oh. posted before or after, the fact that it's up and not shaken down.
1: Right, because that that you're right. I was looking at that comment today, and he literally writes, Yeah, um, we chose chaos. Yeah. The plot thickens.
0: <laughs> and there's images of Will Smith partying. After the, right. Yes. He's partying, yeah. popping bottles.
1: He obviously didn't call it a night, so to speak. No. Um, but, but again. And Dayton
0: it, is like, that's how we do.
1: Right. Yeah. They came hard in the paint, as they say.
0: And maybe and, they uh, just want to double down. But you know what'll squash it all? What if they j- just end up, you know, in a day or so together with Chris Rock hanging out?
1: Well, part of what P. Diddy apparently was trying to organize was I think it was the Vanity Fair party that they were supposed to all attend and get together. And there was going to be a sort of an amicable discussion there and try to try to kind of like, you know, mend fences, so to speak. I don't know. That's
0: kind of tough, man. If I get bit slapped. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: (laughs) Chris Rock's ego. I mean, he's also from Brooklyn. You're talking about a guy from Philly. a guy from the streets of, of Brooklyn. These are like not you know these are men who i'm sure have a bit of ego around slapping and getting slapped like that's something that i'm sure inside it's eating away at both of them uh and <clears throat> not known for being from places that where you're supposed to back down from that kind of thing so i don't okay. know i don't know how but what
0: diddy was saying i think more than anything was you know do it for the community so right.
1: again going back to yeah what i said about being bigger than yourself like you are in this bigger than yourself moment you represent not just yourself but like you said this entire community that you kind of have to uh kind of have to be better more to speak i don't know
0: (laughs) well you know we're gonna see over the next whatever two or three days and probably a couple of weeks how this all plays out one thing i do know though is (laughs) it definitely has a lot of buzz on the oscars you know they say there's no such thing as bad buzz
1: Oh, so. there's tons of buzz. My wife, Sylvia, just sent me. She's all on the story, by the way, today.
0: Why? is uh, she not on screen heat.
1: all eat. Well, yeah, we have to bring really her. She's really in it. We'll get, yeah, she said, sent me a bunch of tweets from, like, Kathy Griffin. Let me tell you something. It's very bad practice to walk up on stage and physically assault a comedian. Now we all have to worry about who wants to be the next Will Smith in comedy clubs and theaters.
0: I read that yesterday.
1: Maggie Joseph, while so disappointed in Will Smith's behavior. But I think coming from the con- – I, I am interested to see because it wasn't, like – Chris Rock just making an off the cuff comment. He was hired to do his comedy shtick and yeah. he was supposedly doing so. And so he was attacked doing his profession. And I think that's where maybe a lot of comedians and comedians are going to take the side of, of the comic and say, of Look, course,
0: that, that's the comic community. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. And this is also a little point of contention. You know, there is a line of code uh, conduct when it comes to comics and that line typically is not crossed when it comes to illnesses. Right. And so, no, she doesn't have cancer, but alopecia is a pretty serious illness. Right. And so we don't know if Chris Rock knew, but everybody does know that right. she has that condition. And that could have also played into his reaction. They have that previous history, but that could have also played into, you know, Will Smith being more upset because, you know, that calculus could have been, look, you know, my wife has this issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think the anger could appear right. Why you going to make fun of right, her,
0: right, you know? Right for, she, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, could you see a comic now? going back to CODA, like making fun of sign language or something Right. That, you know, maybe, you know, um, Donald Trump got in a lot of hot water for making fun of... Uh, when he
0: made fun of, yeah.
1: There was a journalist yeah, that had I a physical I condition. wanted
0: to punch him in the face. Right. Yeah.
1: Now, obviously, Donald Trump technically is not a comedian. Um, <laughs> All <but> right. Yeah, <laughs> technically, although Dave Chappelle thinks he is. Um, <laughs> like, I should be saying that shit, man. Not
0: <laughs> you. Yeah, But, but, but uh, in, in general, though, you know, that kind of crosses a line when you talk about someone's right. physical limitations, you know, that's
1: right. But look, then again, comics have made fun of fat people, short people, skinny people, you know, and it's, yeah,
0: but that's different though. Right. That's different because well, although in a lot of cases, being overweight has to do with a lot people of people say that you that know, could be a health condition, right. Chemical imbalance and these right. things. Right.
1: So but but do, do but you put that in the same bucket as uh, alopecia?
0: Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a line that.
1: You it's know, a gray area. I, I will admit it's across. a, it's but a violence, gray area. But violence
0: is not the answer.
1: Obviously, yeah. Even if someone, those are just words at the end of the day. And yes, to take it to the physical altercation level, I think that's where it's kind of like, okay, you broke the base ground rules of all this is you don't like my joke. You don't want to laugh at it. You want to boo it. You want to hiss. Fine. But you can't get up and bitch slap the guy. You know, I think <laughs> right. that that's. Something that should be—I mean, back in the Shakespearean days, they used to throw tomatoes, so maybe he could have done that. I don't know if he had a, <laughs> a fruit platter nearby. I don't know. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they had that. Maybe they should that. do that in the future.
1: Allow celebrities to retaliate with some kind of just fun, put, like yeah. gooey mess. Like if you don't like uh, a, on a comic that's making fun of you as a celebrity, you can just throw some shit at their face. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just blow your steam off that way.
0: So my last thing is what happens to will smith's career after this well i don't know
1: what's gonna happen look so many celebrities right alec baldwin what you know i heard that he got a gig um you know uh obviously not uh, as oh serious. yeah
0: after he shot and killed someone
1: exactly so what i'm saying is that
0: wasn't his fault though so
1: right it was an accident um
0: but he and did so, call his his daughter a little pig's not headed rat right. or something to that effect and he has hit or he has I I don't know if it was hit, but he has um, had altercations with photographers.
1: Correct. He's had physical altercations with paparazzi in the past. He had that one guy, apparently, that took his members' parking spot in New York, and he slammed them up against the car door. He got a lot of hot water for that, and, you know, but none of that has been as you know, detrimental is to careers and what happened to Haley Hutchins, who was also mentioned in the in memoriam package, obviously mm. this year on the Oscars. But I think when a celebrity goes through something like this, it really depends on the celebrity as well and how they react to it. You know, right. is he going to do a full mea culpa? Is he going to directly apologize to Chris Rock, which I don't think he did, at least not during his speech. Not directly. no,
0: no, no, no. He no apologized direct. to the
1: Academy. He apologized, he
0: apologized to, to everybody, everybody and their
1: mama, but not Chris yeah. Rock. Yeah. And so, you know I even
0: got an apology. You got, yeah, me too. <laughs> the hell, yeah. If you're watching in the crib, I want to make bad boys for
1: come on. Yeah. Anyway. Um I think that what's going to happen with with uh, Will Smith is that, first of all, apparently the Academy is opening up an official investigation, even though Chris Rock has said he's not going to press charges officially. Mm -hmm. Um, That said, he has up to two years to either press charges or press civil charges, because if Chris Rock feels that his career was negatively affected financially from this incident, then he could technically sue Will Smith for lost revenue. Uh, Yeah, But then
0: he can't do the slap down special.
1: But then exactly. So I think knowing Chris Rock, like I said, as a comedian, he's going to use this to his advantage and who the hell is not going to want to buy tickets to his next live special where he may actually spend a good 20 minutes just on this bit. I'm there already. I'm already there. I'm already, I'm already signing up for that. So I think that Chris Rock should be okay. I think will depends, uh, you know, what the Academy does, you know, and how he responds, you know, technically there's a new governor's rule now, right. That, uh, under certain circumstances, they can't take the Oscar away. You know, the Weinsteins got their Oscars taken away after the Me Too stuff came out. And there's been a couple of other situations. Yeah, um, I don't think that they can take
0: his Oscar away. I think this is a different kind of situation. Right. It's a different um, kind of
1: situation. So I, I don't think they're going to go that far either. I think, could they ban him from the Oscars? Like, you know, traditionally, this is the the actor should be back next year to give away the best actress award, right? That's the tradition.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: are they going to not allow Will Smith to do that? And maybe, okay, you're going to say, I think you're
0: this. right. Let's see how the mea culpa is mm-hmm. that. And yeah, the response,
1: right. Or is this going to be they, a water? Right.
0: If they show up somewhere together, right. you know, then everybody has to squash it at that point.
1: Yeah. If they, if they do a Mia culpa beforehand on social media or as some kind of press conference or whatever, um or they could just hide their reconciliation and come out together on stage at next year's oscars and chris rock can kind of do like a fake like you know and they, you know it'd be like a fun kind of and like all right just hit me once hit me once man just get me back, get back. Yeah. now we're even now we're even. maybe if that would be kind of fun to see yeah. them playing around with each other at next year's oscars which yeah. will be hosted as we know by john leguizamo <laughs> <laughs>
0: we need to start it we need to start the campaign Yeah, right i can
1: imagine john just being like yo fight fight yo yo fight
0: this is carla to give us a, yo <laughs> carla <laughs> needs, to, needs to help us to start that campaign up
1: absolutely so i like i said i think it's too early to tell i think they have to kind of let things kind of simmer obviously social oh, media is still hot wait a minute wait
0: a minute wait a minute i, I need to i just mentioned something oh and, and i need to qualify that qualify i'm speaking it. about carla Berkowitz. Who produced critical thinking? Who we did interview? So you should go back and listen to that interview. And <laughs> critical thinking was directed and starred John Leguizamo. That's in the parentheses. Please continue.
1: Yes. No. That great plug. That that was a great interview. Uh, Carlos, great. And so, so yeah, I think that essentially what we're doing right now is is we're just trying to see how this is going to play out within the Hollywood community. Um, you know, obviously, maybe there's some anger management or something that's going to get, you know, thrown around Will's way, you know, how he takes that in or not. Um, how does this affect his relationship with Jada behind the scenes? You know, um, you know, they, we know they've had a lot of problems that they've spoken about publicly due to their, as you mentioned before, uh, Kevin, their their open relationship, mm-hmm. which, you know. There was that whole red table talk where Will was also crying and emotional because apparently she had a, an affair with uh, the son's friend, which is like half her age. So that was kind of, and who knows if all that was just kind of mishmashing through his head last night? Who knows? Uh, and just brought up some demons, so to speak, as Yeah, Dunzel but he was
0: coming out. to her defense. So I don't see. He was. He was. Uh, I don't um, see that defecting. And, so, you know, Jayden, Like I said, this is that's all speculation. how we do.
1: Yeah, this is speculation, and mere speculation. OK, and so, <laughs> on our okay. And so we, we don't know. But again, I think there's a lot of things to be worked out personally with them, even between Chris and Will and Jada and publicly how they decide to approach it and what the Academy officially decides to do as an organization. Right. Well, that's yet to be seen, but I'm sure we'll bring you that information on a future screen heat because it's going to be hot. <laughs> it's always going to hey, be hot.
0: We'll know next week.
1: Yep. We'll know next week.
0: Okay. Until that time.
1: I'm JL Martinez.
0: I'm Kevin Sharpley. We'll hear you next week. (laughs) Dolly. Boom.